With COVID-19 ravaging the economies of Europe, private equity players may have endured national lockdowns, but they were by no means locked out of doing business. 2020 saw GPs adapt to digital due diligence, protect portfolios in peril, and shift sector strategies. Today, we'll review France's 2020 and get a preview for 2021 on this episode of the Unquote Private Equity Podcast. So we're here with Greg Gilles, Unquote's editor. Of course, uh, Greg used to cover the French market, so he's somewhat of an expert. Um, Greg, thank you so much for being with us. No worries, Kat. Pleasure to be here. So first question, of course, what did 2020 look like in terms of investment activity? Well, pretty much the same as everywhere else, I would imagine. Um, it's it's actually, uh, it was very much a case of uh, France being much like Southern Europe, actually, uh, being one of the areas that was hit the hardest and almost the earliest by uh, by the pandemic. And that, that was reflected to a large extent in uh, in private equity activity. Um, as you may remember, but from back then, it was very strict lockdown uh, very early on. And, and deal flow, they were completely plunged, not so much in March, because usually a little bit of a buffer anyway but april was just uh, was just dreadful but um it was also much like um much like southern europe again one of the places that rebounded the quickest uh, when lockdown was over so towards the end of q2 and in july in particular was a, a really strong month from france um especially given the uh, the return of large cap deals um so if i look at the the overall activity for the year it, it, it's down about you know 20 maybe 15 percent uh if looking at uh, uh, buyouts plus gross capital plus venture um with growth capital and venture having been affected less that also helped kind of prop up the the tally for the year um which is not you know very much in line with what we saw across the rest of europe in terms of value, 2020 is actually higher because, again, there's there's been just a handful of, of large cap deals that kind of tipped that over. So I think we're on about 40 billion uh, euros of, of value transacted over the year. Um, looking at buyouts, the, the fall was a, a, a little bit sharper. I think it's down by about 25% uh, year on year. And that's at a time of writing as well. I'm sure we'll uncover some more deals for, for Q4 that might push that higher. Um Honestly, in any other context, that would have been an absolutely, you know, perfectly acceptable year for, for France. It's you know not far off what we used to see in, in 2017. It's actually you know um, around that level of 2016, 2017 in terms of investment activity. Um, so really, not bad. Um, something else as well that that's worth noting is that um, across the 2018-2019 period, one of the, the talking points that, that we insisted on quite a fair bit was that France was kind of the busiest region in Europe, uh, accounting for about a fifth of, uh, of bio activity. And uh, it's actually still the case in 2020, which I actually didn't see coming until I, I looked at the stats. Um, so it has the same market share, so to speak, of, of European activity. So it was affected overall about the same whereas the UK um, as, as I'm sure you'll, you, you've researched for, for your own podcast um, the UK kind of lost a, a further ground um, this year because um, because it was impacted quite a lot at the upper end of the market um, so that's pretty much what, what it was looking like um, sort of as, as the pandemic took hold and as it started rebounding after that. Interesting stuff and um, how has deal, deal flow fared kind of more recently? 
if, if we start looking around kind of September, October, November time, uh, bearing in mind kind of France really properly went back to work, so to speak, in, in, in September. August was very quiet, as, as it usually is anyway. Plus, I think everyone just needed a break. Um, but if, if we look at that more recent period, we're pretty much back at the usual levels of, of monthly activity um, that we're seeing across of 2018, 2019, uh, both in terms of, of volume, but also value. We've, we've seen some, some sizable deals since then as well. And actually talking to uh, to a few French players kind of a little bit earlier towards uh, September, October, they were noting how surprised they were by the level of deal flow they were seeing. It was just back to business. I suspect it's changed a little bit with the second lockdown that they've experienced. Um, but again, looking at more recent trends as in days and, and weeks as opposed to month um, I think it, it, it's looking pretty good um, and looking at the pipeline um, our, our colleagues at merger market will cover that much better but you know there, there's some sizable assets out there that could either be sold by or, or pique the interest of private equity we've got consulates we've got groups um, you know businesses like that which are likely to fetch fairly healthy valuations as well. Interesting stuff. And uh, any big changes in terms of investment behaviour? Yeah, to some extent. Um, and not unlike, I'm sure, what you've seen um, in the UK and in other regions as well. One of the ones actually I should have probably mentioned when we were talking about investment activity is around exits. Um, exits took a really big hit in 2020 in France. I think we're you know, down about 40% year on year. When countries like the UK, like Germany, um, so uh, falls more in the sort of 10, 15% range, I think. Um, in that sense, France is actually quite similar to Southern Europe. Uh, really, I, I think private equity pivoted very sharply into buy mode, ironically, um, as opposed to uh, to sell mode. It, it's I say ironically, it's very understandable why they would do that. Uh, the, the pricing was actually quite punchy in France in, in recent years. Um, you, as, as a GP, you probably don't want to be selling right now, um, put it quite bluntly. Again, it, it really depends on what period of the year you're looking at as well. Um, it, it certainly has shifted and it, it's now back to slightly healthier levels. But I think the the big um, lack of exits that, that we had certainly up to the end of Q3 uh, means that it'll be uh, a year where, where people have replenished their portfolios uh, as opposed to, to selling anything. Now, looking at um, in terms of sectors, in terms of investment behavior, um, I mean, look at some of the largest deals that were ranked this year in France. We've got you know, private hospitals, animal health, um, nurse, nursing and care homes. Um, I think there's uh, insurance brokerage as well with, with CP. Higher education with uh, Galileo. So I think it's quite clear what trends GPs are looking at, especially when they're deploying large tickets in in highly levered deals. It's really ultra defensive stuff. And I actually translated to the stats as well. Um, I think across 2018, 2019, it was about half of, almost half of deal flow, maybe 45% was was industrials, as it always has been the case in France. About 28% consumer uh, and then, you know, tech, maybe 13%, 12%, 13%, um, looking at the numbers, and uh, about 6% for healthcare. 
Now you run the same tallies in 2020, you end up with about a third, so 32% of deal flow is industrials, 25% consumer. So, you know, it's actually quite interesting that hasn't shifted too, too much. Although I'm sure if you dig down into detail of what that consumer looked like, um, it's going to be much different. Uh, healthcare, 9%. So already start seeing a, a bit of a shift there, especially at the upper end of the market, as I noted earlier. And tech is 24%. So basically the the level of the market share of tech deal flow has, has almost doubled year on year, uh, not unlike, I think, what you, what you saw in the UK. So again, it's not earth-shattering stuff. Everyone kind of saw that coming. And it's it, it's trends that had been kind of ongoing for a while as well, but really sort of turbocharged that to, to a large extent. Mm, um, of course, France is home to some of Europe's biggest GPs. What's been going on um, in, in the fundraising market? Uh, it's been it's been a quiet year in terms of volume uh, for sure, especially especially around Q two Q two Q three. But um, uh, if we look at the overall figures, actually not too bad. I think we recorded about twenty seven final closes in twenty twenty, as opposed to I mean, depending on the year you're looking at before that. You know, between thirty-five and, and forty-five, so that that sort of range. Um, and again, that's one thing that has to be said for fundraising. It's a cyclical activity by nature. Um, although, given the, the maturity of the French market and the number of players out there and their multiple strategies, it sh- we should now be in a place where um, you know th- there should always be something on the road. So there's definitely been a hit. That's there's no denying that. But in terms of uh, the, the amount of capital that was raised, um, it's it's actually higher than it's been for quite a few years. But there's a massive caveat to that. Um, so I think we recorded about 34 billion uh, euros across these final closes in, in 2020 in France. 20 billion of that is is from Ardian alone. So between their massive secondaries fund and, and the growth fund, and it's just, yeah, that that's all that capital has, has flown to Ardian. When you take that away, um, which is not entirely fair, of course, because in any other year, you know, they might have raised a fund, another large cap player might have raised a fund, but nothing to that extent. If you take that 20 billion away, we're actually back to the sort of the amount of capital that was that was brought in year in, year out across the past four or five years or so. So it's actually, you know, not too bad. On the launches side, it's definitely been a, a quiet year. There's, there's no denying that. I think we recorded about thirteen, um, sorry, fourteen funds launching in 2020. Uh, if we include pre-launches, you know, pre-marketing, registered fund, that 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 kind of thing, uh, we're up to maybe nineteen. Um, and that's pushing it a bit compared to two other years where it's usually around the, the thirty mark. So again, quite defensive. People would just look at that and go, you know, well, just going to wait a little bit. But very decent pipeline um, in, in France in terms of, of fundraising, including some of the, the usual suspects. Uh, so, of course, Ardian again, uh, looking to raise about six billion for their uh, for their buyout funds, and that's uh, that's on the road. Um, Apex France as well, which I, I think is actually already reached its its target uh, a bit earlier in the year, but it remains on the road to um, to sort of target about one point four billion. In terms of our um, hard cap, we've got Sagar, we've got um, Ace Management, PAI as well with the, the middle market buyout fund, Amundi, Ciparex, you know, all these all these names, they're, they're all out there raising for, for one strategy or the other. Um, it remains to be, I mean, most of the timelines on these are actually not too stretched out at, at the minute. A lot of these were, were, were launched um, 
sort of late 2019, early 2020. Um, so, so not too bad. Um, and, and the ones that were raised a little bit before that, so Ardian Bayout, for instance, or Apex France uh, 10, are, you know, we can assume that they're, they're doing okay and they should close reasonably soon. So yeah, there, there will be, there will be more capital, um, coming into the to mean, French coffers and, and that should find its way to, again, if the, if the trend that we've seen in recent weeks in terms of deal flow hold up, we should be back to a fairly normal year next year in terms of activity. Although I, I suspect we'll still see uh, very defensive kind of moves by by GPs, relatively fewer exits, that that sort of thing. Oh, so a lot to look forward to for those uh, French fund fanatics in 2021, by the sounds of it. Well, uh, thank you so much, Greg, for, for being with us today. And I'm afraid that's all we have time for for this episode. Look out for our other regional updates with our other reporters as we review 2020 and offer some insight into what to expect from 2021. Do look out for upcoming episodes and please take the opportunity to subscribe to the Unquote Private Equity podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Or, of course, continue listening on unquote.com. A very big thank you to Greg and our reporters, our producer Tim, and as always, a big thank you to you too, listener. Speak to you soon. Listener.